Hi everyone and welcome to the Perma Podcast. It's great to be with you all. Um, I'm delighted to welcome back um, a returning guest. Um, it's the Blacksmith Daughters. Um, and now this is a um, kind of band of, well, not just not just four people, but it's kind of an ever-growing number of collaborators. But um, we had two of them on earlier this year. And now they're back to um, talk about their new album and a few other things. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves because there's a lot of them. So, um, yeah, Blacksmith Daughters, welcome. And uh, say hi, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Anella. And I'm Jelida. We're sisters, and we also have our husbands here, my husband, Sean, and, and my husband, Brent. Hey, James, good to be with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good to have you all back. Yeah, really enjoyed having you on last time, and it's always good to have people back on and talk more. Um, so, yeah, tell us about this, um, this new album you've got coming out. Um, I really, yeah, I'm sure everyone would love to hear about it. bunch of love songs and a lot of the love songs are written by Anella uh, and then just some inspirational songs that are encouraging you to do better in your life to live a life that you're proud of um, storytelling it usually fits under those three love songs inspirational or storytelling yeah sounds good Oh, and what I mean, so like, how long has this been? This album been kind of in the making. What's the kind of story behind it? We we, we started working on it in uh, December, and we had the songs even before then. But just as far as the actual recording of it, we've been recording since December, and we just finished up this week. So we've been at it pretty continuously with without any real breaks for the last uh, seven months. But we just finished tracking it, and um, we're, we're calling it Season's Turn, and just kind of what Jelida was saying about uh, the different subjects. Uh, we kind of looked at our lives. We've all, all of us have been going through changes of whether we got married. <laughs> we both got married uh, last year, so um, there's, mm. there's just a lot of themes of the different seasons of life, so we're calling it Season's Turn, and that's the, the, one of the songs on it, and that's the title track. Awesome. That sounds interesting. I'd love... Because there's, there's always a story behind every creative project, isn't there? Um, and you're right about seasons. We all go through different seasons of life, I think. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to hear that. I'm excited to hear that. Um, now, what we wanted, last time we kind of talked about creativity and we talked about the creative process and um, and all that kind of thing. And, we want, and I wanted to talk about that again in a kind of a bit more detail like both in terms of this album and but also just generally um because i know that you each have a distinct like songwriting style um and and you know you told me about that and so just tell us a bit about the different styles of writing that you have and how that impacts the songs that you make Like Jolita said, I like to write love songs mostly, and they're pretty much all about Brent over here. <laughs> he was the inspiration for most of my songs, and uh, so they're pretty lovey-dovey and happy and melodic. Yeah, 
<laughs> she wrote them mostly back in college, so a few years ago, and we've been developing them. Um, and that's one reason why we also just really wanted to create this album before we felt like the season turned too much away from those initial new love and like to really just be able to document that and give the truest emotion possible before we just understand that our lives are changing. Yeah. I think there's a there's a danger sometimes when people hear love songs is that they just think that they kind of write them off as kind of oh it's just poppy love like trying to get people to buy you know like cuz all love songs all songs are love songs and that's what people want but actually I think like I always think there's a story behind every song. I always try and listen to the lyrics of a song to hear the kind of the personal stories behind mm-hmm. it. Like Ed Sheeran, for example, actually I saw him at uh, this thing Glastonbury, um, and everyone has a go at him, like because he's too poppy or he's too mainstream or whatever. But when you actually listen to the lyrics of his songs, there's a real story behind a lot of them, and it's very personal when you know his backstory so it it changes it changes how you yeah. see the music completely i think and knowing that you've been through that you know you've written a lot of love songs because because of your husband <laughs> which is a beautiful thing by the way i think that's really <laughs> awesome um it just it changes how you see the music and how you experience the music because you're seeing it in the context of a, of a story you know what i mean Um, and also just don't feel like you're being sold yes. like they're just trying to create something that will sell and I always like knowing that that it's true that it's a true emotion that it's it's you know just real mm-hmm. beautiful and so what's the rest of your songwriting styles like and how do they kind of balance out and complement each other as well yeah. Well, um, my background is, is more composition, so although I don't have any songs on this album, I, I have created songs, but it's a different process for me. It's, songwriting is, is harder for me, I think, than actually like doing a wind band arrangement or orchestral quartet, so it's it's a different world for me. Um, so I guess my, my big part is, uh, is adding to the songs and kind of orchestrating and um, thinking of different ways that we can kind of take our original melodies. That's what I love so much about our group is that this is our opportunity to give life to the songs that we create because all of us are musicians, and so we're going to create music. But, you know, half the time then it just sits in a book and gets forgotten about with a lot of people. So for us, this is our way to give it life. It's really cool. And I would like to add for Brent, a lot of, even though we're all writing songs and it could be very different when multiple people are writing songs, they have a coherency because of like Brent and Sean, because they're the ones who add most of the instrumentation. Um, It's a lot of times written out. Uh, Brent is a band teacher, so he's adding on uh, wind, brass, percussion, percussion that usually doesn't end up in an album, and just that difference, but but because it's consistent on each song, that really 
connects all of our songs. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we talk about writing a song, but there's people that will, you know, like Brent will write a string part, um, or or uh, Krista will write a string part. I mean, that's writing just one string part for one song is is like writing an entire song. It's a it's a lot of work to to get it right, just written, and then to record it and to have it sound, you know, the way the way that we want to is is a whole process. So. I kept feeling as we were recording this that they they were a lot more involved than I originally thought because we would you know we would decide no well, let's add a string part to this let's add a quartet let's let's add symphonic instruments let's add a timpani like just just things that that I didn't anticipate it going through and, and once everybody got done putting their parts in it sounded much larger than uh, I originally thought it was going to be. Wow, that sounds amazing. I mean. I'm not really a songwriter, although I, I kind of wrote lyrics to a first song, to a song, with somebody recently. I kind of, she did the music and I did the words, which is quite interesting. Um, but, but it's just I, I'm fascinated as to, just the the complex nature of composition, you know, and the amount of different levels that it has, and um, yeah, you're more, you really are a band in in every essence of the word, like everybody's contributing to the creative process it's a real collaborative mm-hmm. um, thing I mean all creativity is collaborative anyway but I mean, this really really is um, mm-hmm. we're really growing as a, as a group too um, doing the recording process so uh, I mean Wesley we were just talking to our mixer Wesley Berger who's just amazing and really is like a seventh member we feel like. Yeah, but so we've, we've learned a lot from him um, as far as how to get our sound to him in, in a, a way that he can mold easier or more efficiently. And it kind of reminds me of um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. You know, this, this mm-hmm. is like their 50th anniversary, right, of the album. Yeah. And so that was a really huge album because the Beatles tried so many new things and really pushed the technology at the time for what they could do between synthetic sounds and only having, you know, maybe like four or five tracks that they could put together where we are just expanding each time. We're like, okay, let's add this and this and let's double or triple the guitar. So for us, I, I kind of look at it as this is our Sgt. Pepper's <laughs> album because we, we're really experimenting with our sound and, and pushing it um, farther than we've done before. So no pressure then. Like, yeah, you know, Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we better make it. <laughs> One of the greatest albums in all time, of all time, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, just to be modest. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, you can, no. No, uh, just just in the creative capacity. Yeah, I, I, I knew, wouldn't call I, myself a. I knew what you meant. Beatles, but I knew what you meant. Yeah, just kidding around, really. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I mean that's fascinating. So, um, I mean, have you all got kind of? So, what's your kind of, um, Jalida? What's your what what kind of style do you bring to it? What's your songwriting? Mm-hmm. Um, my songwriting usually tends to be the storytelling, um, and it probably comes just because I'm such an avid reader, and I'm constantly going through new books, and then I kind of 
think about the characters maybe differently than what the books are presenting to me. Um, mm. I'm a very, I think of everything in my life through words, not really images. So I start creating like different words that are even not on the page. And then it kind of comes into a song. So I have a song, um, Mr. Smith, which is from a really old, not a really old book, but I think it was written in like the 60s, 80s. 80s. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the 80s, uh, 80s not. Late 80s. Really old. I, 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 was, I, was, I was alive in the late 80s. That, that's not old, okay? Late 80s is not old. <laughs> I was like 10 years old in the late 80s, so, mm. you know, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> but no, go, no, go on, so sorry. Just based off of... Based off, so this song, Mr. Smith, is based off of the book, The Old Man and Mr. Smith, which is a really interesting um, novel about God coming down to visit the earth. And so it takes much more of a, this is the viewpoint of God is a creator who has left right. and now is coming to revisit after thousands of years and just seeing what has happened. And he decided to bring the devil with him. And wow. they're like reconciling their relationship as they're visiting the earth. That sounds It's a very interesting read. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Surprised nobody's tried to make a film of that. Actually. Yeah. Sounds, sounds really Yeah, I think they have made it into an old film too. It's by, um, it's an actor author, Ustinov. Oh, uh, yeah. He was, he was first an actor in his youth and then he was an author. Later on. Right. Excellent. So I just... uh, So mine... And mine, I also tend to take a a twist of consequences within the story. Like, like maybe I think about an action they take, and I I think about it in a different viewpoint of what the story is telling me. And so my my song is about... This book is definitely in the viewpoint of God, who is the old man, but I'm taking the song in the viewpoint of Mr. Smith, the devil, in kind of an encounter in this story. Yeah, sure. Interesting. It's really interesting, that. The different styles that he's... One interesting thing about... It's it's kind of interesting in that song. Like I read that same book. She passed it over to me, and I read it, and it sounded like a comedy to me. Like It was very funny. But when she wrote that song, Mr. Smith, it sounded completely different. It sounds um, much more menacing. It sounds a little scary. And uh, the, just the lyrics themselves sounded that way. So her, her take on that book was, I, I, I mean, I had no idea that that's, that's what she was going for until she told me. But it's, it's a completely different take on the story. And it's, it's a little bit scary sometimes. This, this person that I married, I don't even know <laughs> where she's come. No, no, it's good. It's good. I, it, it was just a completely different direction than what you'd think if you just read the book. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, if not the, the yin and Jaleida is the yang. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, we all come at, we all come at, at different things with, 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 our, with our own lenses, don't we? With our own stories. You know, we, all come, we can all read the same mm-hmm. book and it'll be a different book. For each of us, yeah. Um, so, is there like an arc to this album? Like a, because you talk about story coming into your songwriting. Is there like an arc to this album? Like a, you know, a clear kind of creative story 
or not? I mean, I'm interested just to find out. Well, it's it's, it's a good time to talk about this because at, at this moment in uh, in time, we're still figuring out the track order. So if we're going to have any kind of arc, it has to follow the order that we're putting the songs in. But they definitely follow the, those three themes that Gelato was talking about as far as having a story song, having a love song. Um, and then some of mine are a little bit more uh, reflective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but they're all, they're all positive. I mean, every time I've been listening to the rough mixes and every time I listen to them, they, they, they leave me feeling better than when I started listening to them. Mm. So certainly, um, certainly it's a positive arc if it's an arc. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's an arc that will make you, it certainly makes me feel, um, puts me in a better mood for sure. I mean, and so thinking of album order, it's this whole question of, does it even matter? Do people really listen to an album and completion anymore? That's but, a good point, yeah. But I suppose you have to just assume that somebody will. And I, I have started to think about that. And I really do want to leave them like, you know, you you want to make p- people feel welcomed. So, of course, that's like love songs. Um, and then, like, once you built their trust, you want to leave you want to give them something to think about so i think we'll be hitting on more of sean's songs uh reflecting inspirational building improving and then i think we want to settle it down so they it can actually be used and contemplated with so to answer your question james i don't know that we we had a story to begin with Mm -hmm. in order to create the album um but you know, we challenge the listener to try and find the connections there because mm-hmm. they're they're all, in some way, connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Yeah, we have lost the art of the, the art of listening to a whole album. It's uh, yeah, we have yeah. We, we need more of that. Yeah. Now, when we talked about doing this interview, you kind of mentioned to me that. Um, that you've read my book, Mosaic of Grace, and that it mm-hmm. had an impact, on, that it actually had had an impact on helping you finish one of your songs. So tell us a bit about about that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't ask that from an egotistical point of view. Um, you, I know you wanted to talk about it, um, about how my book had had an impact on you. So I'd love to hear that. It's Sean's song, Forgiveness Sounds Like, um, and you wrote a lot about grace. And this is probably the few sentences that really, like, settled. Sean wrote the song. It was 90% done, and it was coming to the last week of, like, either this is going to be recorded or not, but you need to finish just this little bit. 10% of the song needs to be finished. Um, And I'm reading this book, and he's actually struggling on the part about grace. And I'm like, no kidding. Okay, Sean, I want to read like a chapter to you. And this is probably the paragraph that really resonated. resonated. Maybe it's an issue in our lives that we brush under the carpet instead of confronting it, like taking money from the tin. Over time, what began as something small can become massive because the greater the problem The more we have to lose by disclosing the issue, the more we're afraid of the consequences. Mm. And then at the bottom of this page, the conclusion is that fear of consequences is what's keeping you and me from changing. But this is where grace comes in. Mm. Yeah. Right, yeah. So 
so I, I mean, the whole song. I'm trying to uh, to musically figure out how it's gonna. How can you actually describe forgiveness in a musical way? And that's what I spent a lot of a lot of time trying to figure out how how I could do that. Um, and then I think I think when you write. You, you, you have to do it in a similar way, James, because you're describing something and then at the end of it you have a conclusion and that mm. conclusion is the hardest part. Like writing that last line in a song or those mm. last few paragraphs in a chapter to summarize it, that's the hardest part. And that's what I was struggling with is, is that last line, you know, and, and the whole thing is about forgiveness. And, and how can you talk about forgiveness unless you talk about grace? Um, and one definition I heard of grace, uh, and, and, and I really like your definition too, is, is the release of power, um, yeah. the, and, and a, a bit of a feeling of letting go of something because, you know, the opposite of grace is probably a little harsh, um, or it's a little cynical. Um, but grace is, is a little bit softer. And when I think of forgiveness, um, I essentially ended the, the most important part of that song with grace and, uh, the line is uh, a life of grace. I will succeed, and that wouldn't have that wouldn't have existed unless Jelida had dug into it and then brought the book out as we we're literally finishing the last line in it. So um, that was definitely really inspired by your book for sure. Wow, that's wow. <laughs> you have no idea. You see, I, I, when you make something, you have no idea how it's going to impact other people, and you also get no control over that either. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's always kind of a bit... And it's also just, it's, it's timing. Everything in life is timing. You know, I could have read that six months before, but it was just like, it was almost a push. It was like, now or never, Sean. And it's like, you're almost like, you are looking for inspiration, and then it like hits you in the face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, that happens to me as well, you know. Happens to me with music a lot. Um, happens to me with books. Yeah, it, it, it just, it's weird sometimes how you're reading something just at the moment you you need to read it or you hear something at the moment you need to hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so thank you for that encouragement. That's really, that's really nice, um, <laughs> nice to hear. Yeah, so... Um, hope you like the song that you hear. Yeah, I hope you like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I really am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the album. Sounds sounds amazing. Um, it really does. Um, oh, so what are you doing now? I mean, you finished. You pretty much finished the album. Um, what's kind of next for you guys? Um, I. Uh, what is next? Actually, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> marketing, media. Uh, we did the best we can. Now we have to get people to hear it because, you know, a lot of this business is still kind of luck. It's still getting the right person to hear it, to get get people to share it. Um, yeah, it's I guess I guess in a way when 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 you look at it that way, it's it's it's, it's own bit of grace because you just kind of have to like make this thing. It's almost like it's almost like you know raising raising a little a little baby for like six months, but then after you're done and you just like release it, it's it's whatever happens, you know. And mm. um, there's a we we're very aware that there's a lot of music being released, um, but we're hoping that you know this this little piece of music um, can be heard, you know. So just just getting it in front of people that we think would appreciate it, and um, 
doing a couple shows at the end of the year and, and then really figuring out from a live perspective, how can we perform these songs um, live in a way that, in, in a way that was really intended when we recorded it. Mm-hmm. And we'll spend the next probably two or three months figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the album is released Friday, October 6th. So that gives us some time, but really in the music world, that's no time. That's just enough to like reach out to all of these like very strategic, like you first reach out here, you then do this, you then do this, you have these shows, like... It's it's pretty like go, it's going to be constant with media and shows. Yeah, just to let you know, by the way, people who are listening, um, we're recording this at the end of June, so um, this may not go out in June, but we're recording this at the end of June, so it's kind of like, um, you know, like three months, two or three months before the album comes out. Um, this podcast will probably be going out quite quite close to the release, just in case you're wondering whether. <laughs> Whether the guy, the guys, the band had left themselves about a week or two before, <laughs> before figuring this stuff out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're really serious about all this. <laughs> Just enough time. Um, and what's kind of next creatively for you? Is it going to? I mean, obviously, there's going to be you're going to be continuing to write songs and things, and I'm guessing there'll be another album at some point. So, I mean, what's kind of happening next creatively for you well, well Brent, Brent and I are going to do a Beirut cover band that's what we're going to do that's what he wants to do, what he wants to do. <laughs> no there's this artist called Beirut um, that I really like uh, and and um, he, he has a lot of ukulele uh, based songs and Brent obviously plays the ukulele and I think his voice sounds similar to Beirut so I want to start a Beirut cover band but we'll see what happens yeah. <laughs> well we've, we've got a lot of songs I mean we didn't record all of the songs that we've already created so we still have uh, a bunch left in the hopper, so to speak. I'm really excited to hear Anella's love songs about marriage and not just like <laughs> her first moments of love. <laughs> yeah, see, that's going to be yeah, we'll interesting. See if, thing, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Let's through. That'd be interesting. Like, I think that's interesting to see how the story goes. I think that's that's always the cool thing about getting in at the beginning of a band is that you see the start of their mm-hmm. story and you then follow that story. I think that's part of part of following a band, to be honest, is following their story. You know, and I've done that with other music musicians that I've followed, you know, and listened to, you know, because you, you find out about their story and then you see how that's impacting their music and, um, and that's a fascinating thing. It's the same with writers as well. Literally, you know, because obviously you read my first mm-hmm. book, and you'll read, hopefully you'll read my second one whenever I, whenever I get whenever I get around to writing it, and you'll see that production <laughs> as well. So, um, so um, yeah, that's it's really interesting. What I think is really what I think really is clear is the power of story in our lives and in creativity as well. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we human beings love stories. Yeah. We connect more with it. Uh, I think it was even. I don't know. Like even Sean was pointing this out. Even when you read the Bible and you're just thinking it's like rules and such, it's just like it's all presented through stories because yeah. that's what captivates us. That what that's what holds it in our minds and we remember it. Yeah, there's something about story in the that just connects with people, you know, 
Um, I always say it's the politicians who tell the best stories who win elections. You know, <laughs> you know, you can have the greatest value <clears throat> in the world, but if you if you tell a bad story, then people aren't going to follow you. You know, it's that simple. You know, it's and the films that people go and see are the ones that tell the best stories. You know, um, you know, Star Wars and. Uh, Lord of the Rings, all these people, they're great stories, you know. And that's why they, that's why people keep going to watch them, uh, keep going back to them, you know, Harry Potter. Um, people just keep going back to these stories because they're great stories. Absolutely, good point. Yeah. So, well, this has been really, really great. I'm really good to catch up with you guys and talk a bit more about um, the creative process and what's happening with you and um, your album which is really exciting um, again it's out on October the 6th so um, where, will it, where will it be available will it, will it be on your website um, how can people connect with you yep, it'll be on our website it'll be on all online distributors iTunes, Amazon Spotify, Normal <laughs> awesome what's your, so what's your website? check it out Mm-hmm. Our website is theblacksmithsdaughters.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Do connect with them. They're really, really amazing. Um, thank you guys for coming on. We'll have you back again at some point as well to hear what you're doing and hear about the next stuff, the next creative stuff that's happening on your journey. Um, thanks for talking to us. <laughs> Um, thanks James uh, good luck finishing your second book thank you I had to start it as well to get it finished um, <laughs> I, had to, I had to decide what good book luck starting it I had to find I had to decide what book it's going to be because I've got ideas for about three or four books but I just need to decide which one I'm going to write uh-huh. next um, that's the that's the challenge at the moment um, but I don't mind taking my time over it because I want to make I want to make something that's really great so um, yeah Maybe um, once you hear our album, you'll you'll find some inspiration <laughs> hidden in there, and it'll be this yeah, cycle. <laughs> you never know, do you? Yeah, that could happen. That would be kind of ironic, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, well, I'm definitely buying your album. I look forward to hearing it. Um, and um, go out and buy everyone. Go out and buy that album because it's going to be awesome. And these guys are great. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. And um, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll talk soon.